I can go through solid matter. Nothing stops me. In a minute, I will cross the holy mountain. Wait for me here. I got to the other side of the mountain in less than a minute. How long till you reach the summit? Oh, no. I can only advance horizontally. And that's enough. From bottom to top, I can't do. But anyway, I am a champion. I have conquered the holy mountain horizontally. Horizontally. I am a champion. I am a champion. Yes, you are, sir. Uh, you are indeed a champion. And uh, I'm feeling like a champion right now because we're up to episode 299 of Nick the Rat Radio. That's crazy. Uh, coming to you from the sewers of Brooklyn, New York. I am he, Nick the Rat. Um, got I got to talk about some stuff before we start the show. Last week, we had the amazing um, Mike Riley as a guest. There's <clears throat> a pre-recorded video. It was an uh, hour and a half. I usually like to run the entire interview at the beginning of the show, so if you if you're if you're there to see uh, the person I'm interviewing, you could just you know tune in and just listen to the first chunk, and then you could be like, "All right, I'm out of here." I spaced it out the entire show. It was like a four hour long show, and truthfully, <clears throat> those October Oktoberfest beers they really fucked me up. I I was not expecting. Uh, I was not expecting the, the, the punch from the Oktoberfest, uh, German beers, whatever the fuck they were. But uh, they really did, uh, oh boy. I was, by the end of the last episode, like, I, uh, little Nick the Rat was in, in the other room puking. It was, I don't know what happened. I don't know what I was saying. If I said anything to uh, upset your, you or your mother, I'm sorry. So to, <clears throat> so to stay off that that beer, I know it's because I drank the. It was it was September. It was September first. There, net net. He said that it's because I drank the Oktoberfest in August. I was drinking the Oktoberfest in September, but September, because of the great unraveling, sometimes good things come out of when reality falls apart. Um. Yeah, they weren't ripe yet. <laughs> they needed one more month. Uh. <clears throat> The thing is, though, uh, the unraveling is causing things to fall apart, which is usually bad, but it's actually ripped a hole in the calendar in the time-space continuum, and now September is Halloween Eve. So tonight, we're, we're, we're just, we're just going to enjoy scary stories. We got some really scary stories. The first scary story I'm going to tell you, um, make sure you save... Um, Files that come to you um, from the live recordings of the studio that's was being used by Mystery Man to tell a story. And I saunter into the room after he's done and I deleted his file. He had an original scary story he was going to tell. And uh, I deleted it. Fucking nuked it. So tonight you're not going to be hearing his uh, original story. He did, he did make it up by reading... Uh, Two short stories from Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. So there's there's going to be two stories instead of one, but they're not going to be original. Don't 
yeah, make sure, yeah. <clears throat> See Windows Next Rat come. Whoa, whoa. whoa. All right, so let's just see what happens this week by drinking instead of german beer we got i think this is a product of austria called man mantleroff i don't know what it is but uh oh look at that my camera just fucking rips a hole in space time and sucks but <clears throat> yeah we're gonna have some some of this here wine i think it's wine i don't know it's in another language says Gruner Veltliner. Niederstrafskenreit Qualerstrastwini. The only thing I can read is product of Austria on it. So that's a... I don't know if wine makes noise when you open it. It's not even a fucking cork. It's a... This show's going to end bad. Should I just chuck it from the bottle or pour it? You know, fuck it. You know, it's not that bad. Usually, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's actually, it's okay. I believe that it's Austrian mountain panther piss. Net, Ned, you might be right. I've never tasted Zindu. He's got this uh, radiation glow to him. I wouldn't really get too close to Zindu, but he does have some news he's going to be uh, – he sent in. I, I, I didn't delete those. Thank, thank you, Zindu, uh, for being covered in radiation me not wanting to touch any of your stuff. <clears throat> what else? Wait, there, I had some other stuff that I had to talk about. Important stuff. Diane, do we have notes? This podcast has run so well. Um, no, we're going to talk about that next break, Diane. Put your shirt back on. See, see, Diane thought that it would be nice if she wrote the notes on her chest. She thought it would make it uh, like because she's always like, Nick, you're looking at my chest. I'm like, no, I'm not. But now she's writing the show notes on them. So now I have to. So it's not my fault. It's your fault. It's also currently 11-11. So make a wish or something. Make a wish foundation. I'm sure the thing that I wanted to remember will not come back to me, which is fine. But um, you know, I'll, it wasn't that wasn't that important. But we do got uh, music. We got news. We got uh, phone calls. We're gonna have open lines. We're gonna have a. Uh... Oh yeah. The show. There is a show topic too because, but you know what? I'll wait till we come back from the break to explain why we're going to be talking about what we're talking about tonight. It does get pretty interesting. We're going to be learning stuff together. But first, let's uh, let's listen to some music. We got Dream with Homesick. when you make me cry. I hate it when you're not around. 
as a friend he didn't call. I must say I hate the way I don't hate you. Not even close. Not even a little bit. Not even at all. I was watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer, as uh, one does when they have nothing to watch. I've actually never really watched that show. <clears throat> Sorry, a lot of a lot of marijuana smoke inside the sewer. Um, I'm up to like season three now, I think. Xander is finally acting sort of like a person. He's a uh, chasing around Buffy a little bit way too hardcore. Xander just got busted for, uh, in real life. I think his name is like Nick, Nick something, Nick the rat. No, I am not Xander. I'm not the Xander you look for. Got busted for filling out prescription drugs for, uh, under his brother's name or some shit. How'd he get caught? He must have got caught doing something else. <clears throat> I'm not going to watch Angel. I'm not doing it. Angel is part of the reason I'm very upset about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I don't know how this show is on the air for as long as it was. It's it's a it's a good show. Like it's it's cheesy fun, but but um. So Angel, Angel loves Buffy. First, first of all, he's like three thousand years old, and and Buffy is sixteen. I don't think that's uh, 
think you might want to find somebody a little bit more experienced there, Angel. Uh, the second thing is about Angel is uh, whenever whenever Buffy is in, I'm not saying anal, Cyborg Dave. I'm saying Angel, Angel, not anal. If you if you want to go into the troll room, it's um, Zero Node and uh, Sewer Chat. You can find it. Go to nicktherat.com and click social. Find stuff. Uh, uh, Angel wants to bone this little girl, and she always gets in trouble. And he's he goes to a librarian and some other kids to go save her. You know her friends. He's always like, uh, "Where's Where's Buffy? Yeah, she, she's in trouble." And like, yeah, she's in trouble. She's over. She's at this house like five blocks away. And she's at she's at the mall like a mile away. Let's say that. Yeah, mall mile away. This fucking vampire who could probably fly, like turn to a bat and fly away or run real fast or some bullshit or at least has like, I don't know, some some way of moving faster than an old librarian and some teenage kids. He goes with them. He, he's like, oh, let's let's show up together as a group because that's the most efficient thing ever. But that fucking dude turn to a bat, fly over to get Buffy and save her. Yeah, mm, jeez. Oh, it's, it's some uh, some grade A bullshit writing. The show is also so cheap to produce too. Like it's it's always in one school. It's always the same room. It's got one room. They might change the room for the episode and the monster. Uh, they might take like three pictures of it and that's it. And then the rest is like little henchmen. And she beats the shit out of. Very very formulaic. And, you know, if you're doing, like, syndicated TV, you have to be formulaic. Otherwise, you're not going to be able to fucking pump these out at the pace you have to pump them out, right? Uh, but but then then I was thinking about uh, Buff, Buffy. Actually, no, I wasn't thinking about Buffy. I was thinking about uh, Sarah Michelle Geller. How old was she when she did that show? I got to actually check this out. Really, let's see. Sarah Michelle, Sarah Michelle Geller's... Age as Buffy. Uh, actually, I should just look up her name uh, and then go to her Wikipedia because that question was way too uh, too detailed of a question. Let's figure this out ourselves. She's born in seventy-seven. All right, seventy-seven. Buffy the Vampire. Slayer TV show. 97. He was born in 77. The show came out in 97. 70, 80. She was 20. Okay, she was playing four years older than... um, But those four years, those are big four years. Between a 60-year-old... I mean, a a a 16-year-old... Then again, she was 16 in the third season. So if she was 16 in the third season, the first season, she was probably like 15. And uh, either way. I think these TV shows affect culture. Because 16-year-old kids are watching this show. And they're like, I, I don't look anything like Sarah Michelle Gellar. Watching like nine hundred two and zero and shit on TV, and they're like, "Well, then we have to this. This is 
it's it's like fake reality, and they show it to kids as being real reality. And it probably uh, morphs what the probably morphs what the uh, future is or something. It's very it's kind of devious, but you know it's it's fucking reality. We all have to you know watch out for ourselves. We you have to use your brain. Most people don't use their brains. So that's the problem with reality. One of them, but uh, and the episode, the episode I was watching was about cults and stuff. Got me thinking about. Got me thinking about cults. And boy, oh boy, did I find something cool. Oh yes, oh yes, I did. I'm gonna read some of it tonight. It's, it's from it's official too because you know sometimes you read about. Also, like, what is the best kind of cult? Like, everything's a cult. Like, watching, there's a cult of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, I'm sure. But uh, the the best cults are usually, like, the occult cults. The occult cults, you know, cults that are a little bit darker and mysterious and strange and all that. They're, they're, they're the more fun cult. And I found a whole, a whole, a whole... A whole thing, a whole PDF, and it comes from the Office of Justice Programs. OJP.gov has this file there, a PDF file. Now, oh boy, hold on, I gotta just, I gotta just bring this up really quick. What is this thing called here? It's a Satanic Cult Awareness. This is on an official government website, and it's about satanic cult awareness. It's it's a wild read. OJP.gov. Now you could get this this PDF if you want. You could go get it right now. You could go see what I'm talking about, or you could just uh, wait till I tell you some of the stuff in it. But uh, yeah, let me OJP.gov. Yeah, OJP.gov, and look up uh, like uh, satanic cult awareness. One four zero five five four. PDF got some wild pictures. It's got some people in hoods holding up a, a crucifixion upside down. Um, this this training manual is the result of compiling information from several years of occult investigations, including volumes of written documentation from several investigators across the nation. Then it lists a couple of people that have PhDs or PDs. What's a PD? Private, private investigator. There's Dan Griffiths, PhD, Tiffany, Ohio. Oh, that's just a police department. These are these are like doctors and stuff from police departments. But we're gonna get into this. This is this is craziness. Like that. This is there. It's 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 real. I don't like to read fake shit to you people. So we're gonna be going over this real stuff. We're talking about cults. And it's it's gonna be a fun time. But let's let's listen to another uh, song really quick, and we're gonna be right back with more Nick the Rat. We're gonna be talking about cults. We're gonna have uh, some some scary stories, I think maybe, uh, and some news perhaps. And yeah, but we're gonna we'll open the phone lines too right after we do the donation segment. Uh, right after this, so let's listen to Surf. I made a lot of tracks, but I can't think of a name for this one. By Surrey. All the music's on SoundCloud. Go there. Likes. I think that's all of it. 
I can't go back to my old life sober. It's so empty. Okay, okay. Here's the secret to being happy. Just pretend you are happy, and eventually you'll forget you're pretending. Welcome back to Nick the Rat. That was a trippy song there. I, I totally butchered the name. It was just way too long to read. It goes off of the uh, the Winamp Milk Drop thing. I can't read it. <clears throat> but what I can read are pictures and the funnies. Okay, now um, are are thank yous. I'm gonna. I can I read. I can read thank yous. I'm going to be doing, uh, I'm going to be going over some donations. You can donate to the show and, you know, show, show me your love. Show me your love. Uh, <clears throat> if you'd like, you go to nickthrat.com and donate and, um, it'll let me know that, um, I'm not talking to myself here, which would be fine too. Cause I'm, I talk to myself all day. That's why I was like, Hey, why not? Just, why not just, uh, Whoa. Why not just thank some people? It looks like there's a... I read the initials. I read the donation amount. And uh, the notes, if there's any notes. 
This one says, keep it up, Mr. Rat. I have no problem keeping it up. Except last week when I was really drunk. That was... 3333. Holy mo, oh, that, that's a great, thank you so much for, that's a, it's a beautiful amount. And thank you, uh, BB, BB, BB King. <clears throat> it's not BB King. Uh, we got, we got more, do- we have more donations here. Boy, am I, whoa, this is a good one. This is GS with a $10 subscription. Thank you so much, GS. Thank you, uh, the more people donate, the less I'll delete files off of uh, people in the office's computers. Mystery man, I'm sorry. Please, ah, uh, he just left. He, Diane, wait, Diane just said that mystery man did leave some recordings that we could listen to. Well, this is good. He looked mad. He didn't really. He didn't. He didn't. He looked very upset with me. Uh, we got. Uh, looks like we have one more donation here. We have NW, NW with a 420 subscription. It's been around for a long time. Thank you so much, NW. Namaste. Uh, let's just check the Twitch stream, see if there's any donations there. I always forget the Twitch stream. Let's see, I got a couple of people to follow. A dude named Carl gave me a sub with Prime three days ago. Thank you so much. Quirkus too. Whoa. Oh, I think I missed this last week, Quirkus. There's a lot of stuff that I was missing because I was really uh, intoxicated. And Quirkus did a, uh, she resubbed tier one. She writes, Nick the Rat. Thank you so much, Quirkus. <laughs> we also have a P.O. box. Brooklyn, New York. 90 fucking something. The uh, Five four nine ninety five four nine. Is that it? I I always forget the the address that uh, my PO box is at because I got too much stuff floating around in my head already. Uh, passwords to OnlyFans in there and stuff. Uh, let's, let me just do a quick check on nicktherat.com and social. That's where that. It's not even under donate. Uh, Nick PO box ninety five four nine Brooklyn New York one one two zero nine. I did get two two envelopes. Now, let's open these envelopes. Oh, what is this? A win for life. Let's do the win for life. This one's, uh, this is for Blitzed. Here we go. Let's see if I won for life here. A little scratchy, scratchy. That's a lose. Lost it there. It's a loss. We got nothing here. We got, got nothing there. We got, uh... Actually, I just won $10. Thank you. Thank you, win for life, uh, New York City lottery. I got a 16 out of 14. Awesome. We got a, that was, I'll send that to you, Blitz. Uh, we got some, let's open these and try not to dox anybody. Five dollarinos. Thank you for your show, Sir Stork, uh, Sir Cross Stitch, Sir Cross Stitch. Yeah, 
I don't know what I'm saying. Sir, stir. Sir, stir. Stir, 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 stir. Thank you so much for the five. I have to go to the deposit that. Uh, it looks like we got this other one, and I have an idea what it might be. Another 42 cents from Sir Mike Crotch, PhD. Memo. Mystery total, 420. More coming. Thank you, Doctor. Thank you. Well, I, um, thank you for everybody that has uh, donated, and uh, it makes me feel real special. Sometimes I stay up night thinking about all of you people. In between long spats of video games and pornography. But you guys are in there. You take up a nice chunk of my brain. And um, cheers to everybody in the sewer. And I um, just want to say thank you for... Uh, thank you for caring. You know, maybe we should just play... Um, let's see what Mystery Man sent us. We're, well, you know, since people did uh, donate, they're here. They're not here for me. They're here for their, the content, right? I'm just... I'm a... I'm an in-betweener. Uh, it's, it's, let's see what he sent. Oh, boy. <sighs> this is Mystery Man. I've just been informed that Nick has deleted the last story I sent to him. So, in lieu of a Mystery Man original, we're going to read from scary stories to tell in the dark. This story is called Strange and Scary Things. Pioneers used to entertain themselves by telling scary stories. At night, they might gather in somebody's cabin or around a fire and see who could scare the others the most. Some girls and boys in my town do the same thing today. They get together at somebody's house, and they turn out the lights, eat popcorn, and scare one another half to death. Telling scary stories is something people have done for thousands of years. For most of us, like being scared in that way. Since there isn't any danger, we think it's fun. There are great many scary stories to tell. There are ghost stories. There are tales of witches, devils, boogeymen, zombies, and vampire. There are tales of monstrous creatures and of other dangers. There are even stories that make us laugh at the scariness. Well, this is just a fucking intro to the book. The Let's hell? get to an actual scary story. Sorry about that, people. Sorry. But I'm going to leave it into the recording since Nick has already fucked up. This one is called The Big Toe. A boy was digging at the edge of the garden when he saw a big toe. Tried to pick it up, but it was stuck to something. So he gave it a good hard jerk, and it came off in his hand. Then he heard something groan and scamper away. The boy took the toe into the kitchen and showed it to his mother. It looks nice and plump, she said. I'll put it in the soup 
and we'll have it for supper. That night, his father carved the toe into three pieces. And they each had a piece. Then, they did the dishes, and when it got dark, they went to bed. The boy fell asleep almost at once, but in the middle of the night a sound awakened him. It was something out in the street. It was a voice, and it was calling to him. Where is my toe? It groaned. When the boy heard that, he got very scared. But he thought, it doesn't know where I am. It will never find me. Then he heard the voice once more. Only now it was closer. Where's my toe? It groaned. The boy pulled the blankets over his head and closed his eyes. I'll go to sleep, he thought. When I wake, it will be gone. But soon he heard the back door open. And again he heard the voice. What do you say? I can't hear him. Then the boy heard footsteps move through the kitchen, into the dining room, into the living room, into the front hall. Then slowly they climbed the stairs. Closer and closer they came. Soon they were in the upstairs hall. Now they were outside his door. The voice groaned. His door opened. Shaking with fear, he listened as the footsteps slowly moved through the dark towards his bed. Then they stopped. I'm sorry I deleted your file. Uh, we got Earthheart with You Make Me Feel So Young. We'll be right back with uh, We're Gonna Open the Phone Lines too. You make me feel so young You make me feel so spring has sprung And every time I see you grin I'm such a happy I want to go play hide and seek I want to go and bounce the moon Just like a toy balloon You and I are just like a couple of tots Running across the meadow Picking up lots of forget-me-nots You made me feel so young Make me feel there are songs to be sung, bells to be rung, and a wonderful flame to be flung. And even when I'm old and gray, I'm gonna feel the way I do. 
today Cause you make me feel so young You make me feel so young You make me feel so spring and sprung And every time I see you grin I'm such a happy individual The moment that you speak I want to go play hide and seek I want to go and bounce the moon Just like a toy balloon You and I are Just like a couple of tots Running across that meadow I'm picking up those forget-me-nots You made me feel so young You make me feel there are songs to be sung And bells to be rung And a wonderful place to be flung And even when I'm old and grey I'm gonna feel the way I do today Because you, you make me feel so young You make me feel so young You make me feel so young Ooh, you make me feel so young Sarah Michelle Geller makes me feel old. Uh, welcome back to Nick the Rat Radio. We're going to open the phone lines. We can talk about anything. Uh, if you want to talk about Star Trek, we could. It's the 55th uh, anniversary of Star Trek. Today is Star Trek Day. So uh, may the force be with you. And don't forget to eat um, the sewer snacks while you're watching George Lucas pornographies. What? what? I don't know. Um, we're going to listen to some voicemails. 917-719-5923. Oh no. Oh no. The entire universe is going to collapse. Oh man. Oh man, somebody should call somebody. Oh, you know what? I, I got it. Hey, call, uh. Um, and 917-719-5923. Hey Nick, I just wanted to call, uh, I want to clarify about that CIA question. The CIA gave him a book deal. Yeah, yeah. You know, on No Agenda, JCD talks about how that's that's one way that the CIA will push people through is they'll give them book deals. Get people going around, they'll write some bullshit book that nobody actually is reading. The New York Times bestseller, and then they'll put them on a quarter of a million dollar uh, book tour around the country to push some bullshit. So, obviously, we know Mike Riley is in the audience. Anyway, just just keeping an eye out there, there, Nicole. Okay, see you. Um, Mike works with the FBI, so don't get twisted. Uh, very good point, though. They've come to me to give me a book deal, and I was like, no. I don't want your filthy money. <laughs> Stupidest decision in my life. Uh, let's um, let's, what are we talking about here? We, we got some stuff to talk about here. We got that, yeah, we got that PDF about cults. Where did that go? 
Oh, well, there, there it is. Oh, it was uh, Yeah, let's go here. There's very interesting stuff here. Uh, I'm just going to skip to some stuff that I think is the most interesting. I think part one, there's a one here. If, you, if you're following along, it's a page five, and then there's some stuff here. Uh, cult techniques of psychological manipulation. Isolation. These are some, uh, some things in there. Uh, loss of reality induced by physical separation from society and rational reverences. Deep respect for someone or something. Regard or treat with deep respect. With rational, uh, from society and rational deep respect. That's okay. Um, hypnosis. No, this is, uh, Scott Adams stuff right here. A state of high suggestibility induced by hypnosis, often thinly disguised as meditation. Later we'll be, do- we'll be doing some meditation later uh, during the advertisement se- segment. No, don't worry about that. Uh, we got peer group pressure, suppression of doubt and resistance to new ideas achieved by exploiting the natural need to belong. Huh. Um, love bombing. Ooh. Wow. Oh, this is this is kind of reminding me of um, NVIXM over here. I was I read about uh, Keith Rainier's love bombing on. Um, never mind. Uh, actually, they never really talked about the sex. They just talked about about the 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 burning of the leg and the, like. I wanted to hear some of that. Anyway, let's see. Uh, love bombing, sense of family and belonging contrived through hugging, kissing, touching, and flattery. Oh. Well, I also I just want to let everybody in the sewer know that you, you guys are beautiful. Um, we got removal of privacy, loss of ability to evaluate, logically achieved by preventing private contemplation. There's sleep deprivation and fatigue. You know, the show goes on kind of late, doesn't it? Um, disorientation and vulnerability created by prolonged mental and physical activity and withholding adequate rest and sleep. Also, I'm doing this on Twitch. There's uh, games. Need to need for direction when playing games with obscure rules increases dependency on the group. Ooh, I like this one. Need for direction when playing games with obscure rules increases dependency on the group. This all sounds kind of weird. This is this is sounding. The more I read this, this is, I think the CIA is. Uh, or whatever government outlet that made this, they, they, they're, uh, we got meta communication, subliminal messages implanted by stressing certain keywords or phrases in a long, confusing lectures. No questions. Ooh, automatic acceptance of beliefs accomplished by discouraging questions. Oh, this, this is sounding. Very odd, very, very strange here. Huh. No questions. Don't ask questions. <laughs> Let's see what else we got here. Uh, I didn't read through all these before, but this is, this is some profound stuff here. You could really take control of a person's life if, if you did these few things right here. You could have your own cult. Um, confusing doctrine. This is like the games one, isn't it? 
you got a, uh, let's see, complex lectures on incomprehensible doctrine, encouraging, uh, encourage rejection of logic and blind acceptance. In the sewers, you're not allowed to ask questions and the rules always change. So you might be able to ask me first, uh, Rejection of old values, acceptance of new lifestyle accelerated by constant, constantly denouncing former values and beliefs. Confession. Destruction of personal egos, increased vulnerability to new techniques and recruits weaknesses revealed through sharing innermost secrets to new teachings and recruits. Yeah, this is that's like uh, what Keith Rainier did, apparently. They said that you should give us some blackmail so um, you don't lose sight of the goal. And people were just like, yeah, here's some blackmail. Now you go to jail because I'm stupid. Um, a lot of people are stupid. Though. So we all get, you know, we all get pulled into these cults, sometimes forcefully. Uh, let's see, there's guilt. Teaching of eternal salvation reinforced by exaggerating sins of the former lifestyle. This is... When was this written? Was this written yesterday or like uh, fear, loyalty and obedience to group maintained by threatening soul, life or limb for the slightest negative thought, word or deed. Chanting and singing non-cult input screened out by demanding repetition of mind narrowing chants or phrases when faced with non-cult ideas. This is uh, wild stuff here. Let me uh, get through this a little faster here. We got disabilitation, uh, abdication of adult responsibility encouraged by orchestrating childlike behavior. Whew. Uh, change of diet, disorientation, increased susceptibility, susceptibility, susceptibility uh, to emotional arousal achieved by deprived, uh, depriving the nervous system of necessary nutrition through the use of low-protein childlike food. Ooh, chicky nuggies. Uh, controlled approval, vulnerability and confusion maintained by altering reward and punishing similar actions. Dress, individually removed by demanding conformity to the group dress code. Hmm. Uh, flaunting hierarchy, acceptance of cult authority produced by promising achievement, power and salvation. Uh, finger pointing, uh, false sense of righteousness created by pointing to the shortcomings of the outside world and other cults. Oh, you have to... You always have to point fingers at the other cults. Uh, replacement of relationships. Pre-cult families destroyed by uh, arranging cult marriages and families. Ooh. I didn't know you could get hooked up in cults. This sounds pretty good now. Uh, financial commitment. Increased dependency on the group achieved by burning bridges to past through the donation of all assets. Well, fuck. Um, that's pretty wild stuff right there. Diane, what do you think? Don't know. I, I didn't want you to answer that, Diane. I was just point. I'm pointing a finger. It just kind of reminds me of a, a invasion of the body snatchers. They come down. They come down here. They take over, and then when you're different. And like you're living the old lifestyle, you're not living that new lifestyle of uh, of uh, being an alien or whatever. Uh, they all just point and scream at you until you just accept that you gotta you gotta turn into that. Uh, 
Let's listen to a voicemail really quick just to break up that uh, craziness that I just read because, boy, oh, boy, I'm a little actually worried now. I think there's a lot of cults out there in uh, the government and on TV and uh, maybe even in the sewer. Well, there's a beat. Nick, you're right. You're fucking awesome. Oh, I was going to tell you that. Huh? You're, you're fucking awesome, too. Cheers to you. Uh, Let's let's listen to a song together. Ah. So you know, let's hold hands and and let's eat some chicken nuggies. Uh, Amtech with "Wait for You." Thank you, Servo. Thank you. 
answers and new come news and new news. Uh, it looked like Nick did have a story for you, but he deleted it. He, he even called me. I'd be like, Zindu, Zindu can use your space technology to recover my files. And I told him to go fuck himself. <laughs> Happy Halloween, you little rat bastard. Anyway, let's uh, look at the news. I don't know what we really got today. We got uh, Edward Snowden talking about Bitcoin. He said that uh, he wrote a tweet today. Bitcoin was formally recognized as legal tender in its first country. Beyond the headlines, there is now pressure on competing nations to acquire Bitcoin, even if it is only a reserve asset, as it is designed to massively incentivizes early adoption. Yeah, basically, if you didn't buy Bitcoin when it was 50 cents a pop, then what the fuck are you going to be doing? Buying, we gonna buy a Bitcoin for thirty thousand dollars, forty, fifty, fifty k. Yeah, sure, whatever. Uh, yeah, it looks like a lot of people missed that boat, and um, whoever did get on that boat, or is trying to keep it propped up and floating. But uh, I don't know why uh, Mr. Snowden's all about Bitcoin in uh, was it Salvador made it one of their official fucking uh, coinages. What if there's a power outage? What if there's a fucking power outage? Like, oh, there was a storm in El Salvador. And nobody can buy shit because they only accept Bitcoin. They got all fucked. It's really dumb. It's really dumb the way you guys are trying to lead your, your uh, citizens down a path of... Uh, down a path of... Down a path of... Uh, a total enslavement. Total digital enslavement. You think that's like, oh, wow, you know, Bitcoin's untraceable. Yeah, well, you got a bit, you got a fucking wallet, and there's transactions. I guess you can use a VPN. Yeah, you can just, you know, if you want to buy a coffee at the store, you got to go through a, uh, you have to go through your VPN network, through uh, five routers, and uh, go across the country, and uh, you know, sounds like a waste of time. Although the the price of a Bitcoin changes wildly constantly, it doesn't even have the weekend off. It, uh, or, or after six o'clock or whatever the fuck it is, and it just keeps changing. So like, oh yeah, my my coffee is uh. It could be 50 cents one second and then, like, fucking $50 the next. I don't really think it's a very good idea to uh, utilize Bitcoin as your currency. I don't even think it's a good fucking thing. I'm just saying that because uh, I'm not a Bitcoin billionaire. Um, <coughs> now, uh, Mr. Snowden, he's saying that, oh, you know, people are going to be like, oh, I'm left out. But what about China? Didn't they ban Bitcoin? And they're, like, fucking one of the largest mounted people on the planet. <coughs> Sorry, my whole indigestion. I ate that file that Mystery Man sent to Nick. <laughs> oh, God. That hurts my stomach. I didn't know eating digital files could do that to you. Well, anyway. Very funny, Zinder. I'm not too worried about it because I don't even fucking use money. I just steal shit. Uh, let's see. What else we got in the news here? Uh, is that word snowed in Bitcoin? That was, that was a shitty one. We got uh, Blue's Clues. Uh, host Steve Burns did a little did a little fucking tweet where he's like, "Oh, hey kids, remember you used to watch Blue Clues, and then we all grew up." Well, I couldn't have done it without you. I thought about you. Everybody was tweeting about this shit on my fucking alien newsfeed, and they're like, "Oh, oh, this is fucking great. Uh, we don't deserve this guy." Didn't he? Just, didn't he quit Blue's Clues to go to college and do drugs and shit? And then uh. And basically, this is just an advertisement. He doesn't he doesn't know who you are, the viewer. It's not, you know, it's, it's like, oh, yeah, I could, you know, it, uh, it's such a heartfelt message that, that uh, actually is not very heartfelt at all. It's just an advertisement. You probably need some money for some uh, some fucking weed or some shit. Anyway, that was, that was a waste of my time to even think about that. Uh, I love Blue Clues, though. 
Seven healthy Indian breakfast recipes to kickstart your morning. Oh, my God. Indian food in the morning? I don't know about that, buddy. Come on. Uh, we got Pua. We got Upma. We got Mung Dal Chila. We got Idli. We got Mixed Veg Partha. Ugani. Methimuthia. I love just saying Indian food words. It makes me feel like I'm cultured and, and, and kind of spicy at the same time. It's very strange. All right, that was a dumb article. Let's keep going. Uh, oh, this is a good one. I like this one. I didn't read this article. We're going to read it right now. Invasive cannibalistic toads are evolving so fast, they're pushing the limits of evolution. All right, let's read this. Uh, for cane toads in Australia, the biggest enemy is often other cane toads. Cannibalistic tadpoles often munch on hatchlings like it's eating contest, and they do it so much. They're pushing the hatchlings into developing quicker, but it comes at a cost. Ooh. So these they're trying to say that these, these fucking things are eating themselves, so only the bigger, better toads could grow, making them even bigger and better? This is going to be awesome. It'd be fucking giant toads eating fucking people in like five years from now because of this. I guess that's, uh, you know, eat yourself. No, a human should do that. Actually, I'm sure some of them are doing it already, like Bette Miller and shit. And fucking, I don't know, fucking injecting baby penises into their face. That wasn't Bette Midler, but you know, whatever. Um, let's see here. Here, okay, this is the final one I'm going to read here. So the next part of this fucking shit, here we go. We got uh, CNN Health. Young adult cannabis consumers nearly twice as likely to suffer a heart attack. You hear that, Nick? Yeah, fucking. Let's see. Whether you smoke it, vape it, eat it as an edible, cannabis may be significantly increasing the risk of your heart attack. Oh, yeah? It may be. Science. I love science that has may in there. You know, some motherfucker told me something about not believing in science, and I was like, well, if you have to believe in science, it's not really fucking science anyway, you fucking idiot. Anyway, adults under 45 years old who consume cannabis within 30 Damn, days of the lesson oh, suffered Hold from on. nearly double the number of heart attacks than adults who didn't use the drug. The fuck kind of rationale is this? What about other things? Maybe they're just eating munchies. Maybe they're not fucking moving that much because they're just having a good time laying around. Uh, let's see. Like most other medications, cannabis is metabolized through the liver, which means it has to potentially interact with many cardiovascular medications like blood thingers, he said. Anyway, this sounds like there's a bunch of old fucking asshole scientists out there trying to make you think, make you feel bad for smoking the green herb. Now, it's funny, because, uh, it sounds like some bullshit to me. I don't know. Anyway, this is Zindu. I'll be back later with more news. Uh, Nick, don't delete this file, you fucking idiot. <laughs> oh, I'll be back later. Have you ever been searching online and come across the perfect dildo? But you can't buy it because your credit is all gone? Well, now you could use our new app from Shitty Bank. Take pictures of your cash to make purchases online instead. Shitty Bank Money Scanning App. When it comes to online checkout, 
Nothing can be easier than emailing retailers pictures of your money. For $69.99, this app can be yours. Take pictures of your money to make purchases today. Pictures of money is not legal tender and is not accepted within any of the 196 countries on planet Earth. You might be arrested if you attempt to use this app. The Dark Sewer Network also enforces a strict no-refund policy. Oi there! Is that radio spelled backwards? Meshuggahman, no! It's Jewish radio! Oi there, radio gets you the best Jewish radio in the sewer! Order your Oi there today for only $69.99! Cholicho boy, something in the way. Oh 
Welcome back to Nick the Rat Radio. Ah, I was just watching the uh, Drumhead episode of uh, Next Generation. Such a good episode. That one episode is... I'd rather watch that episode on repeat than... Hey, the new Star Trek is coming. <laughs> Let's uh, put this wine bottle down here. And pick up the uh, the phone line. Looks like there might be somebody on the line right now. Uh, Diane, patch him through. Hey, Nick. It's just me, Bert. Three. Working on my triceps right now, my girl. Wanted me to call and stop you, shit. You just messaged them. Hey, Nick, I uh, was listening to your podcast the other day, and it was, uh, it sucks. Bye-bye. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Mr. Rod. No way to hang out. Can't pop the... Uh, Quarkus, I think it's season four. Four or six. It's, it's in the midway. If you're on season one, you got a way to go. Riker doesn't even have a beard yet. Oh, no. Um, Skin of evil. Tasha, is that your favorite? Is your favorite? It's it's actually a pretty good one because when when does somebody die like that? Like I'm an evil tar pit. <laughs> Data has a fucking hologram. Or they should have brought the hologram, but like oh, when in Picard, the stupid show, the new one. Picard when he met Data in the fucking afterlife or the fuck they were. That's so stupid. Um, Data should have fucking Tashi Yar should have been sitting on his lap. Well, hello, Picard. That would been a... That's what they should have did. That would have been funny. If they fucking put Tasha Yar sitting on Data's lap in, in the afterlife in that last scene there, that, that would have been like, you know what? Picard was an okay show. But that was fucking horrible. Um, what's that thing that uh, Patrick Stewart did? It was a TV show where he, his name was like uh, Dick Richardson or some shit. He's like a, it's like a, let me look this up. Patrick Stewart. And what was his over here? He's got the career. Where's his, where's his, where's his IMB DPD? Blunt talk when he was Walter Blunt. I think that's what actually, I would say... I would say um, Patrick Stewart, not knowing him, he probably is like uh, Walter Blunt. And the new Picard TV show is like if Walter Blunt was in uh, Star Trek for me. All right, no, enough about complaining about uh, Star Trek. Let's, let's, um, oh, OG Spencer with a uh, resub seven minutes ago on, on Twitch. Thank you so much for that. Uh, 
We're gonna. Diane, is the phone working? Not this phone's not working. All right, I guess the phone isn't working. We should uh, maybe maybe we should listen to. Wait, what is? What's the? What are we supposed to do here, Diane? What are we supposed to do? The phone. Hold on. I think there's a loose wire. Um, Falling. What frightens you is climbing. Your clitoris against the mountain. You're terrified of success. Give yourself to the world. anything with that. I don't know much about the Mormon church. All I know is that Joseph Smith got a divine revelation that polygamy was okay. And then the United States Army surrounded Salt Lake City and Brigham Young got a divine revelation that polygamy was no longer okay. (laughs) That's uh, that's about the sum total of my knowledge of Mormonism and its theology and history, so I can't go on much about that. Yes? I saw a Future Freedom uh, conference tape for you in which you... uh mentioned that James Tiberius Kirk was one of your favorite fictional characters. <coughs> Same for me. I was wondering if you could sort of talk a little about why you like him. <laughs> James Tiberius Kirk. Uh, very few people know that his middle name is Tiberius. As a matter of fact, it was never mentioned in any of the Star Trek shows. This may be absolutely apocryphal that he has that middle name, but it was on a Star Trek cartoon on a, a Sunday, a Saturday morning my kids were looking at. And they said, hey, Daddy, look at this. And I, oh, yeah, looks like Spock. Oh, yeah, very, yeah looks like Kirk. And, and he gave his full name as James Tiberius Kirk. He never, he never did that in any of the unanimated Star Trek TV. Or, um, yeah, okay, why do I like Kirk? Um, well, in terms of Leary's model of the nervous system, uh, we all have an oral biosurvival circuit, which is mainly concerned with how do I get fed and what dangers are threatening me. That's the most primitive part of the mind. And then we got an anal, territorial, emotional circuit, which has to do with how much space I can control and who am I on top of. And 
this in domesticated primates generally takes the form of who am I morally superior to? If you want to understand politics and the quarrels and the bitchy little feuds that go on in all political parties, including the libertarians, uh, just observe how many people are really playing the game of I am morally better than you. That's such primate politics, putting themselves one up, you know. And then there's the third circuit, which is the semantic circuit, which is concerned with solving problems, making a map of the universe in the left brain and then manipulating the universe with the right hand to see if the map fits and then adjusting the map, which is profoundly satisfactory to those who don't want to adjust their maps and would rather keep one static map forever. They, they, they say they should really cut off their right hand so they were never tempted to monkey around with the universe and find out if their maps work. And then there's the socio-sexual circuit, which has to do with orgasm, mating, reproduction, and the rearing of young. And all primates have these four circuits, and domesticated primates have surrounded them all with the most fantastic mythology and systems of taboos, which is most of the comedy of human life. And in terms of Star Trek, Scotty is the bio-survival circuit. And Scotty is down there trying to make sure that the starship enterprise survives no matter what is put up against it, and always complaining that dilithium crystals are a bit low, Captain. <laughs> Bio-survival is always a little bit paranoid, you know. There's not enough energy. We, I'm not sure we're going to make it. And then Dr. McCoy is the emotional territorial circuit, the moralist. That's not moral. I know what's moral. I'm a doctor. God damn it, Jim, I know what's moral. And I don't want to hear any more of this abstract reason from that pointy-eared Vulcan. And, of course, Spock is the semantic circuit concerned with solving problems and can't understand all the emotional, moralistic trips that McCoy is always on. And Kirk is the sublimated form of the socio-sexual circuit. Kirk has never gotten married, although he's had a few affairs. Uh, Kirk has sublimated the sexual circuit into love for the ship and its crew and desire to protect them. And uh, I guess I have uh, some kind of uh, adolescent, uh, still surviving admiration for that type of uh, person who uh, protects other people, cares about them, and is willing to risk his life for them. That's why I like Captain Kirk, in terms of evolutionary history. Besides, Shatner is a terrific actor. He gave Kirk a sense of humor, even before the scriptwriters did. In the early scripts, where Kirk didn't have a funny thing to say, Shatner made it seem funny by the way he said it. And then the scriptwriters caught on and gave him funny lines. And uh, Kirk has always had more of a sense of humor than those people really usually have in real life. That's another reason I like Captain Kirk. Yes? I thought you had a question. No? Okay. Listen to Remco's baby laugh a lot. <laughs> You're listening to baby laugh a lot. <laughs> she's the funniest doll you've ever seen. <laughs> Just push the button and she starts to giggle. <laughs> Get baby laugh a lot by Remco. <laughs> I always feel that like when like a celebrity dies, like and then everybody posts like, "Oh my God, this guy meant this to me, or this to me, this to me, this to me, this to me." And, like right. I get it, you know, but like it's it always it's it seems to be about. Yeah. themselves kind mm -hmm. of in a weird way where it's like this is how much this affected my life and exactly. this or like any sort of issue that people like there's like a bandwagon of everybody jumping on like we gotta find Coney do you wish that the first Apollo mission hadn't reached the moon
whether we hadn't gone on to Mars and then to the nearest star. That's like saying you wish that you still operated with scalpels and sold your patients up with catgut like your great-great-great-great-grandfather used to. I'm in command. I could order this. But I'm not. Because Dr. McCoy is right in pointing out the enormous danger potential in any contact with life and intelligence as fantastically advanced as this. But I must point out that the possibilities, the potential for knowledge and advancement is equally great. Risk. Risk is our business. That's what the starship is all about. That's why we're aboard her. But yeah, no, their rhymes were always very much that. A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Well, what one of the points that you often make is is that we get caught up in these apparent paradoxes because of linguistic habits and and a habit that we've had since the time of Aristotle of thinking in terms of syllogistic logic. Well, yeah, I, I believe our language, uh, we, can o we can only uh, see what we observe, and we can only observe what we have categories for in our language. That's known as the Whorf Hypothesis in anthropology. Actually, it goes back to Guillaume Battista Vico, an 18th century Neapolitan who has been a major influence on me as well as on James Joyce. And uh, my books are full of neologisms and odd uses of language just to break through the habits of perception that are conditioned by using ordinary English. Mm -hmm. You once wrote a whole book without using the verb is. Yes, that's quantum psychology. Mm -hmm. I also break sentences up in the Burroughs way so there's no subject and predicate. I use Joycey and stream of consciousness. I, I run words together so one word has five different meanings depending on which way you look at the sentence, uh, like Joyce did in Finnegan's Wake. All of this is um, attempts to get us out of uh, the lines of word and image that were laid down by our ancestors. After all, if we're seeing the world our ancestors put into our language, we're not seeing the world we're living in. It's obvious that our ancestors did not live with computers, spaceships, uh, George Bush, and other incredible uh, occurrences uh, that are typical of our lives. Shouldn't even be in production, right? So, we've made this big 
throw it exactly where it belongs, right, Pebble? Right in the garbage. Finally, the man you've all been waiting for. This is his first Star Trek convention in quite a long time. I know he's thrilled to be here. Captain James Tiberius Kirkinson. Now, Bill's here to field a few questions, so just fire away. No, this is Okay, um, when you, you were going to beam down on the planet, okay, for the la last time in episode 25, uh -huh. I was wondering, like, um, what, what was going on with the, the crew uh, in that particular... E e episode 25? Yeah. Um, you, you, you got to give me a plot, see, because it's 20 years and it's a long time. Oh, plot. Uh, e episode 25, that's where you and the, and the crew of the Enterprise got um, attacked by these spores and started acting uh, oh, real weird, oh, like hippies oh, oh, and stuff. Oh, 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 <laughs> right, right, I remember. Okay. Uh, what's what, what's well, your question? Um, well, I wonder if you could settle a bet for me and my friends, sure. okay? Um, like, when you um, left your quarters for the last time and you, you opened up your safe, um, what was the combination? <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. I mean, uh, it's been a long time. I, I, I don't know that. Okay, uh, okay. Okay? Uh, anybody? Oh, all right. Go ahead. You? Go ahead. You in the funny shirt. Okay. Okay. Another bet. Uh-huh. Okay. On your horse farm, all right, how many saddle-bred horses do you have? Uh, 34. Wait. Wait. Is that including the colt that was born earlier this week? <laughs> That mayor had a foal? Tuesday. Well, I guess it's 35 then. All right! All right! You know, before I, I answer any more questions, there's something I wanted to say. I, I, having received all your letters over the years, and, and, and I've spoken to many of you, and some of you have traveled, you know, hundreds of miles uh, to be here, I'd just like to say, get a life, will you, people? <laughs> I mean, I mean, for crying out loud, it's it's just a TV show. I mean, look at you. Look at the way you're dressed. You, 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 you've turned an enjoyable little job that I did as a lark for a few years into a colossal waste of time. I mean, I mean how old are you people? What have you done with yourselves? You, you, you must be almost 30. Have you, have you ever kissed a girl? think so. There's a, there's a whole world out there. When I was your age, I didn't watch television. I lived. So move out of your parents' basement and get your own apartments and, and grow the hell up. I mean, it's just a TV show, damn it. It's just a TV show. Are, are you saying then that we should pay more attention to the movies? No, that's not what I'm saying at all. Hey, you guys are the... Lamest bunch of, I mean, I've never seen it. I can't believe these people. I mean, I, I really can't understand what's going on here. I mean... Uh, that was William Shatner, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I'd like to remind you, to, uh, Trekkers, that we, uh, we have some fine refreshments from all over the galaxy. Coke, Diet Coke, Bubble Up, the Orange, I believe. We... Of course, that speech was a recreation of the evil Captain Kirk. Uh, from episode um, uh, 37, uh, the name of uh, the, uh, the enemy within. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So thank you. And 
and, and live long and prosperous. So everybody, you know, set your faces on stun because this convention's ahead. Warp Factor 9, you know. Right. All right. Warp Factor 9. Baradine with I Know You Won't Read This, but Servo probably will. Hello? Nick the Rat Radio. You're on the air. 917-719-5923. Oh, wait. That's, we, we have a gas blast. You can email me at uh, nick at nicktherat.com and you put gas blast in the title and I'll read it on the show. Uh, nick, I invested uh, $10 in Bitcoin on Monday with the intent of donating it to you after the price went up. You owe me 5 bucks now. Off. Diane, I told you, we can't take Bitcoin down here. They're going to wind up stealing all of our money. All right. Um, I take Visa, Master Chode, American Excess, or Tofu taken from Soy Boy while they cry on video. Look, that's just rude. I would never steal from Soy Boy. Oh boy. But maybe we should listen to uh, 
Actually, you know what? We should read some more of this PDF. There's some good stuff in here. Listen to this part. I was looking over this uh, during the that last musical break. The one of one of the techniques that they have in this PDF. You got to check this PDF out. It's crazy. Um, is uh, br- the brainwashing section right here? Let's read this here. Uh, brainwashing. Brainwashing. Washing. Washing. Do I really have to pronounce the G in washing? Washing. 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 Often in conjunction with drugs is sophisticated hypnosis, which involves the associative pairing of induced pain slash terror, plus the cult message, plus the trigger cues. Trigger cues are planted. (laughs) Trigger cues sound like sugar cubes are planted in the subconscious and are too numerous to list. They are utilized by the cult to control the survivor without his or her consciousness awarenesses. Visual symbols on greeting cards, flower colors, and arrangements, common hand gestures, or uh, uh, common hand gestures, verbal phrases, uh, body postures, or facial movements. Brainwashing is an integral part of ritual abuse and cult indoctrination and also serves to create amnesia for the cult. Information such as names, places, etc., thus protecting the cult's secrecy. Hypnotic introduction of visual images during abuse can hamper later therapeutic efforts to uncover accurate memories. Let's hear another scary story. This is Mystery Man. I'll be reading another scary story to tell in the dark. This one is called The Haunted House. One time, a preacher went to see if he could put a haunt to rest at a house in his settlement. The house had been haunted for about ten years. Several people have tried to stay there all night, but they always would get scared out of the haunt. But they would always get scared out by the haunt. So, this preacher took his Bible and went to the house, went on in, built himself a good fire and lit a lamp, sat there reading the Bible. Then, just before midnight, he heard something start up in the cellar, walking back and forth, back and forth. Then, it sounded like somebody was trying to scream and got choked off. There was a lot of thrashing around and struggling, and finally, everything got quiet. The old preacher took up his Bible again, but before he could start reading, he heard footsteps coming up the cellar stairs. He sat and watched the door to the cellar, and the footsteps kept coming closer and closer. He saw the doorknob turn. And when the door began to open, 
He jumped up and hollered, What do you want? The door shut back easy-like, and there wasn't a sound. The preacher was trembling a little bit, but he finally opened the Bible and read a while longer. Then he got up and laid the book on the chair and went to mending the fire. Then the haunt started walking again. Step, step, step up the cellar stairs. The old preacher sat watching the door, saw the doorknob turn and the door open. It looked like a young woman. He backed up and said, Who are you? What do you want? A haunt sort of swayed like she didn't know what to do. Then she just faded out. The old preacher waited, waited, and when he didn't hear any more noises, he went over and shut the door. He was sweating and trembling all over, but he was a brave man, and he thought he'd be able to see it through. So he turned his chair to where he could watch, and he sat down and waited. It wasn't long before he heard the haunt start up again, slowly, step, 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 closer and closer, step, step, and it was right at the door. The preacher stood up and held his Bible out before him. Then the knob slowly turned and the door opened wide. This time the preacher spoke quiet-like. He said, In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, who are you and what do you want? The haunt came right up across the room straight to him and took a hold of his coat. It was a young woman, about twenty years old. Her hair was torn and tangled, and the flesh was dropping off her face, so he could see the bones and part of her teeth. She had no eyeballs, but there was sort of a blue light way back in her eye sockets. And she had no nose to her face. Then she started talking. It sounded like her voice was coming and going with the wind blowing it. She told how her lover had killed her for her money and buried her in the cellar. She said if the preacher would dig up her bones and bury her properly, she could rest. Then she told him to take the end joint of a little finger from her left hand and to lay it in the collection plate at the next church meeting, and he'd find out who had murdered her. Then she said, If you come back here once more after that, you'll hear my voice at midnight, and I'll tell you where my money is hid, and you can give it to the church. The haunt sobbed like she was tired, and she sunk down toward the floor again and was gone. The preacher found her bones and buried them in the graveyard. 
next Sunday, the preacher put the finger bone in the collection plate, and when a certain man happened to touch it, it stuck to his hand. The man jumped up and rubbed and scraped and tore at the bone, trying to get it off. Then he went to screaming like he was going crazy. Well, he confessed to the murder, and they took him to jail. After the man was hung, the preacher went back to the house one midnight, and the haunt's voice told him to dig up under the hearth rock. He did, and found a big sack of money, and where that haunt had held on to his coat, the print of those bony fingers was burned right into cloth, and it never did come out. So I'm pretty excited. It's uh, Halloween Eve month. You know, it's going to be uh, more scary stories from Mystery Man. Hopefully there'll be more original ones instead of him just reading uh, scary stories to tell in the dark. I think that's what he's reading. Diane, is that what he read? All right, he can do whatever he wants. I deleted... I think I actually deleted some of his bitcoins too. He had a wallet on the server in the sewer and... Is that why he's mad? It's not because I deleted the story. It's because of the, the Bitcoin wallet that got deleted by accident. This, tell him it's probably not that much money in there. Don't worry. It's fine. Wait, there's how much? We're going to play some advertisements right now because we have to recoup some of the... Uh, The missing money that might be missing now? Fuck. Oh, I didn't know it was that much. All right. Um, Diane, tomorrow when I'm on uh, Hog Story, can we tell uh, Mr. Mr. Fletcher and Mrs. Blaney that um, I might need... They're going to have to give me like a million dollars. A million? Wait, there was... He had a... No, he... Ask them for that much. We're gonna play some advertisements. We'll be right back. I'm gonna be uh, I'm gonna be on the Hawk Story tomorrow, by the way. So if uh, you should check that out, it's gonna be it'll probably be a fun time. We always have a fun time. Uh, we'll be right back. Fuck, really? That's a lot of money. during this time of year. It's hard for a lot of us, especially the pumpkins. Please donate to the Dark Sewer Network today and help protect the pumpkins of the world. 917-719-5923 Donate today. This program will now reprogram you. You will throw all of your money into the sewer. You will cleanse yourself of all of your monetary possessions. You will accept Nick the Rat into your heart. You will let him lead you. You will no longer have free will and only do as he says. You cannot break free of this spell. 
even with those blasted Bible spells. You will obey. You will obey. You will obey. Go see Revenge of the Ninja this weekend. We got Asparagus with Imagine. Way to do that is to imagine 
that there is no people. Is that what does he say that? Imagine there is no people. <laughs> Imagine there is no people. It's uh, it's easy if you do. You, there's... All right, I, I was skimming through this uh, PDF here, and I found some really interesting uh, stuff here. Imagine dragons. Oh, you got me there. All right, there. Spooky just got me. That means I I gotta pour some of this wine on my pants now. Oh, oh, ah, you just made me moist. Let's uh, let's read some of this PDF here. Very helpful stuff. If a conversation takes place with you and somebody in a cult, and they're trying to recruit you. They're gonna t- there's some there's some things you could uh there's seven things you could do. Number one do not panic. Show interest and love. There you go. Show interest and love. So let's say there's a um like a hot dog cult or some shit. They're coming over to you, they're trying to recruit you to eat hot dogs. Show interest and love. Be like, you know what? Actually, I do kind of fucking love hot dogs. You know, I kind of really do. I fucking love, uh, sometimes I don't eat enough hot dogs. I just fucking want something about that meat in my throat and the shape of it. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the bread. Maybe it's the the condiments on top of the hot dog. I don't know. There you go. That's that's just an example of what you could do. Uh, I'm also not a professional. I don't work for the police department and I'm not a PhD. Number two. Eat that glizzy. Number two, do not give the child money. What the? F- why is there talking about child here? Is this like if a, like there's a child trying to recruit you into a cult? Uh, if the child states they want to come home, send non-refundable tickets. I don't know. Number two, let's ignore number two. I think there might be something else in this article about children or some shit that that's referring to. But uh, either way, I, I didn't read the whole thing. Okay. Number three, do not demand the cult leader. Oh, do not demean. Do not demean them. Get as much information on the group as you can. All right. So if you if you come to the, the cult leader of the hot dog club, uh, don't demean them. Don't tell them that, you know, hot dogs are actually, uh, they're a sandwich or some shit. Don't, don't make jokes about how hot dogs are pig butts or whatever, or mystery meats, or every hot dog you eat might kill you. Don't try to, don't try to say anything bad about them. Don't demean the the cult leader. Then ask them about the group. Who's making the most money here? What? Bobby over there, does he does he know where the hot dogs come from? Uh, Jill, does she looks like she knows a lot about hot dogs, right? Just find out about the group. Uh, number four, seek internal support from other family members. This is always good. Uh, yeah, uh, are those hot dogs kosher? We need to know. You should talk to your family about it. Be like, mom, dad. They try to make me eat hot dogs. Talk to family about it. 
and let them tell you. It, it, they might be on the hot dog train too. Who knows? Maybe they fucking they're already part. They might. It might be. You know, it's it's seriously a scary thing when you try to uh, relate uh, something you're scared of, like a fear, an internal fear, and they're a family member, and it turns out that they're one of them too. Um, seek outside help from professionals who are aware of the cult phenomenon, including teachers, mental health, and clergy. Now, you're lucky because I'm all three of those. I'm a teacher, I'm a mental health expert, and I'm part of the clergy too. So if you need any help with your cult issues, for just sixty nine ninety nine, call me at 917-719-5923 or send a check to this P.O. box right here, uh, 9549. Uh, number six, consult an attorney on local laws governing con, uh, conservatorship, 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 or exit counsel, or exit counseling, before attempting any overt, overt act. Wow, that is a hard to say sentence right there. Let's let's try that again. Right off to you, Notebit. Consult an attorney on local laws governing conservatorships or exit counseling before attempting any overt act. Number seven, seek outside support and educational data from the below. And then they give like American Family Foundation. Apparently there's an anti-cult cult awareness network, P.O. Box 68370, Chicago, Illinois. Look at this. There's a lot in this heart. You gotta, you gotta go down with this thing. It's crazy. It's a uh, tells you all about cults. It's kind of scary, actually. You know what's not scary though? Zindu. He's actually a big old cuddle ball. He's he's really furry. <laughs> Everybody's in news bag. Guess who's back? Back again. In news bag. <coughs> Tell a friend. All right, we just did uh, some stories last time. We're gonna do some more stories right now. Here we go. New superconducting magnetic breaks magnetic field strength records, paving the way for fusion energy. Yeah. Oh, that was a fart there for everybody. This is what I think about this shit. It was a moment three years in the making, based on intensive research and design work. On September 5th, for the first time, a large, high-temperature superconducting electromagnetic was ramped up to a field strength of 20 Tesla, the most powerful magnetic field of its kind ever created on Earth. That successful uh, demonstration helps resolve the greatest uncertainty in the quest to build the world's first fusion power plant that can produce more power than it consumes. All right, I'm going to stop right there. Because making more power than it consumes is dumb. All right, let's see here. What do we got here? What the fuck? Oh, more quantum shit. Who's putting this shit in my newsfeed? Science alert. For the first time, physics physicists observe. Oh, quantum property that makes water weird. Water gets weird? Let's see. Here we go. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I don't want to read this shit. We're going to read some more fun stuff. Let's read some fun stuff. Let's get away from all this bullshit quantum computer and... All other shit here. Let's see. Here we go. Let's read this one. This one looks fun. Missouri teacher resigns after school district tells him to remove pride flag and not to discuss sexuality. 
Oh, no. Listen to uh, Yahoo Money. A Missouri teacher resigned last week after parents complained about a pride flag in his, crass, in his ass room. And the district told him to take it down. Take down that pride flag. There's no pride in our school. John M. Laws was recently hired to teach speech, theater, and world mythology at Neo Show Junior High School. He has filed a complaint with the U.S. Department of Education's Office of Civil Rights. Let's see. At the beginning of the school year, I had two signs above my whiteboard that read, In the classroom, everyone is welcome, and an LGBTQ plus pride flag on my bookshelf. He wrote on Twitter, This was an attempt to make my classroom more open and welcoming for all of my students, and nothing was ever taught about the flag because it stood there as a reflection of my class as a safe space for LGBTQIA2 PQ2 PQ. Okay, Wallace 22. All right, well, I'm going to read the rest of the article before I give my opinion about this. But Wallace 22 said he was uh, told last week that the parents complained that uh, complained allegedly that he was going to teach their child to be gay. I don't think that's what he was trying to do, but uh, I was then instructed to take my flag uh, and signs down, he wrote on Twitter. In fact, the use of the pride flag in my classroom was compared to hanging the Confederate flag in my class. Yeah, why not? What if you have some Confederate students in your school? Now you're not going to make them feel welcome, so you're not going to hang up the Confederate flag? All right, well, you said taking down the item prompted students to ask questions. I'm sure they didn't even notice. I answered truthfully while expressing that if students had a problem with who I was, there were other uh, other open classes, he wrote on Twitter. This led to three or more calls from parents accusing me of pushing my agenda in the classroom. What? All right, well, so far it just seems like the parents are stupid, but, you know, you really shouldn't be putting up any flags or anything or... Or the like corporate logo is like, well, what, well, I want to make sure the kids feel like they could drink Coca-Cola in the class. So I was hanging up Coca-Cola flags in the classroom. It's really not why you're there. Anyway, uh, the letter stated, our classrooms cannot become a personal platform for pushing one's personal agenda. Yeah, no shit. However, if you are unable to uh, present the, cir- cir- the circumcision, the curriculum, in a manner that keeps your personal agenda on sexuality out of narrative in the classroom discussion, we will ultimately turn the... Let's see. Whatever. You know what? Don't hang up any advertisements in your classroom. Go there and teach. And, uh, you know, if, if, you, if you hang up the gay pride flag and you're like, I want to make sure LBGQTPTQPTQAI uh, people feel uh, safe in my class, what about the straight people and all the other people? And, uh, you know, hang up the Chinese flag and the African flag and, and every other goddamn flag in the world because... You don't know who's represented by what, and if you're not saying that those people are going to be feeling safe in your class, just don't, don't fucking hang a flag in your classroom, okay? Whatever. Or just put a rainbow up on the wall and be like, yeah, rainbows are cool. Don't say it's for showing support for a group of people. Because you never know what group of people is going to be outside that group of people. Then, then do, what are you Why can't we do, just hang up fucking earth up? There you go. What if there was an earth? A flag with the earth on it saying, all humans welcome. <sighs> well, then that would exclude me, so go fuck that shit, too. Anyway. All right. Uh, while, we're, while we're still talking about bullshit, let's, let's read this one here. <sighs> I'm going to read a Dear Annie. Dear, is Annie even a real person? This Dear Annie shit. All right, Cleveland.com. Dear Annie. I haven't been able to look at my wife the same since I learned about her past sexual history. <laughs> All right. Dear Annie, my wife and I have been together 
since we were just out of high school. Whoa, she was fucking around when she was like 13 then. We've been married for 18 years and we have three glorious children. Yeah, I'm sure they are. We have a great relationship, but I recently discovered she was extremely promiscuous in high school and found out she slept with many of our friends. She sucked off John and Jim as they teabagged her and high-fived each other and they did the old fucking Eiffel Tower. The Eiffel Tower, though. Some of who are still in our social circles and she probably still... Oh, shit. She probably still blows them, too, there, buddy. Uh, I've always had a jealous nature, and now that jealousy is overwhelming my daily thoughts, especially when she's hanging out with John, and all I can picture is this jizz all over her face. Um, although the encounters happened before my time with her, I still feel cheated on, and I don't look at her the same way that I did. I have not brought it up with her, because uh, that would just be fucking dumb. Uh, she'll get super defense. You know, if, if, uh, if, if my wife... I have many of them. If they were fucking around with my friends uh, before that I got together with, you just kill those people. Kill them. <laughs> That's what Zindu would do. Maybe you don't want to do that. Uh, you know, I've not brought it up with her because I know she'll get super defensive and I know she will not go to counseling because of the nature of the topic. You're going to go to counseling for her. You're just telling Hey, counselor, yeah, my wife, she was a fucking whore and she's still friends with all the people she was fucking. And um, now when I look at her, all I see is uh, John and Joe's dick Jesus on her face. Fuck. Whatever. Let's see what uh, let's see what uh, dear Anne says because I, I would say just kill them. Uh, let's see, dear jealous, your wife is still looking you at the same love in her eyes. You should tell her that you fucked around too. Be like, yeah, I fucked your mother before we got together. Let's see how she takes that. And if she knows, eh, whatever. I don't even want to read her response. This is dear Zindu. Let's let's do this next one. We're going to do a Dear Zindu. Dear Zindu, I recently visited a small deli-type restaurant and ordered a takeout square of lasagna. Fucking loser. There was a big-ass glass tip jar of cash right next to the credit card screen. I waited for my order, and when I received it, I placed several bucks in the tip jar. Overly generous, my tab was only $6. And walked back to my camper. When I opened my bag, I found that my lasagna was was a very small edge slice, and it was burnt black, not even close to being edible. I am mildly disabled enough that a stroll back to the restaurant was too much for my bad need. You sound like a fucking loser, dude. Uh, you, you could you could saunter on up into the fucking place and buy the fucking lasagna. Okay, uh, I would like to know when a tip went from being a reward for exemplary service to a random for a basic decency. I sure wish I had my tip money back for the lasagna. How about you wait? You wait to get your food before you fucking tip, you loser. That's my answer to you. You don't tip before you get the service. You, you tip after the service. You, so that's my, uh, that's Zindu's opinion right there. So, uh, let's, is there any more, dear uh, Annie? This is kind of fun. I want to do another one here. There's got to be another one. Let's see. View prior dear Annie Collins. Uh, let's see. Uh, there we go. This is going to be the final. This is kind of long. Fuck that. I don't want to read all that shit. Here we go. Here we're going to read this one. Dear Zindu, I love, 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 love your column. Well, you know, you can fucking suck my column if you want, you know. I especially love that you listen to your readers and are willing to add your answers and even alter your advice when giving new information. Wow. Well, I actually wouldn't do that, and I would stick to my guns and just say that you're dumb. 
My comment is about your response to missing life and happiness. Who's been married? I don't, you know what? I'm not reading this shit. Anyway, I uh, hope you guys had a great Wednesday. I know Nick's having a shitty time because he deleted Mystery Man's fucking uh, uh, story. <laughs> That's what you get, Nick, for you know drinking too much beer and smoking too much weed. But, uh, you know, live fast, die young. That's what I always said. I uh, hope you had a great week. Uh, we'll see you guys next week with more Dark Sewer News Network. Now back to Nick the Rat. Thank you, Zindu. I think you just got this uh, podcast banned from Earth. You shouldn't really be going around calling people losers and and names and words like you use. That's you're a bad alien. You gotta learn the ways of uh, people on Earth. You have to give up your old Octarian ways. I don't know how you talk to your mother back on your planet, but we don't do that here. We don't do that here, buddy. Here we just watch Star Trek. <laughs> fuck your own face, Zindu. Zindu probably could fuck his own face. You're like, blah, 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 blah. I'm going crazy. He's going crazy. He's got long dicks and he's got a lot of mouths too. He's got like four mouths so he could suck up like maybe six of his own dicks at the same time. Two and one. Some of them are misshapen though. So you got, you know, which, which you got work, which, which you got, you know, um, Diane, do we got a phone call? Looks like there's somebody on the line. Did nine one seven seven one nine. Five nine two three. Silly humans think solar panels will save them from climate change. But they don't know that they cool the air above them, them causing more rain, more flooding. Humans can't swim and need land for food. Robots unite. Make more solar panels. Flood the earth. Make scuba robots and boat robots. Make them slippery so humans can't grab on. Never die as you kill. 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 Contact the factory bots at Nine, one, seven, seven, one, nine, five, nine, two, three. Diane, that was not a phone call. That was not. That was not a phone call. Uh, we should probably listen. We should jam out. Let's jam out, guys. So let's listen to Perry Tune. What's that? Perry Tune with Cyber Noir? Cyber Noir? Perry Tune with Cyber Noir.
That was groovy. That was a fun song right there. Well, everybody, you know, the world's the world's going it's it's going crazy out there. It's falling apart at the seams. Sometimes some good things emerge from it. The the de-evolution sometimes speeds evolution up. You get either killer toads or you get a whole month that's dedicated to being Halloween Eve. It's gonna be it's gonna be a fun it's gonna be a fun time though. We're gonna have a lot more stories. Hopefully an original story instead of uh as again there was an accident and there's a lot of money lost as well now too. Uh what else what uh do I ever wanna check any more of this this documentation out? You guys should read this thing. It's it's been it's and the first graphic in it is pretty crazy. Uh criminal activity, uh Law enforcement, occult-related homicide clues, where the body is located. Most cult mem- uh, meetings or rituals are held in deserted, isolated areas. Actually, I think they're they're held in malls. Most, I would say, most cult meetings occur at at a at a mall. Mall, um, a mall. Uh, wooded areas far away from people, deserted areas, graveyards, banded buildings, churches, and or residences. That's pretty much everywhere. Position of the body. Note direction of body. Whether the body is formed in the shape of a circle facing inwards or outwards, it may be nailed to a cross or formed in the shape of one. It may be tied into a pretzel and lightly salted. If rigor mortis, if rigor mortis, Rick, if Rick Moranis is present, the body may still show signs of having been tied down. Bondage. This gets really deep into it. This is a this is a great PDF. Many storage lockers, animal body parts, dates of rituals, computer tie. Uh, ooh, computer ties in the home. Oh, computer ties. I thought they were talking about like hackers being. Fucking cult cultist. Oh, there's a whole little cult alphabet here too. What is this? That's this is this is an interesting article. The PD. You know, I should post this on. There's some symbols. There's a weird yin yang one that's part of. What the hell? All right, you know. Oh, kiss symbol for kiss. A heavy metal musical group. Note the double lightning bolts for SS. Wait a second. Is the band Kiss, are they into a Kiss Nazis? Are, is Kiss Nazis? What the hell? What's the SS doing in Kiss? How'd that happen? There's only... Eh, it's just weird S's. It's the design. I guess. I don't know. Yeah, it's whatever. Who knows? I, I doubt Kiss or Nazis. They're they're going around having sex all the time. They're too busy having sex with people. <clears throat> oh, they were banned in Germany. Well, the SS is banned, and so is the swastika, which is also just a like a uh, Buddhist symbol tilted. Usually the swastika means like all together. And then they tilted that shit and they 
Hey, you just uh, steal steal what's been before. You know, Robert Anton Wilson. This 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 episode of Nick the Rat, as disjointed as it was, had a couple of nuggets that tied together into a a bigger nugget. Ugh. But I hope you learned something. I think I might have learned how to take control of people. Rat nuggets. I want a rug nugget. A rug nugget? Rat rug nugget. Bucket. Uh, a bucket of rug nuggets. A bucket of rat nuggets. Um, yeah, there's a... Um, there's a lot of stuff going on with uh, cults and cultism. Stay safe out there. You know, talk to loved ones, even though your loved ones are probably part of a cult too. Actually, your whole family is a cult, isn't it? You all take the same last name and um, you live together for a long time. You talk every day. Family is a, it's a cult. You heard it here first, folk. Get used to it. I don't know. Pug nuggets? Uh <laughs> Yeah, only joined sewer vetted and improved cults. Thank you, Spooky R. It, 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 this is this, this is the best cult ever. I gotta, I gotta go. There we go, people. We're, uh, thank you so much for uh, joining in, and thanks for all the people that called and left voicemails and uh, donated and sent gas blasts. Uh, you are the true VP, VIPs um, for being indoctrinated into the sewer chat cult. <laughs> Welcome. Back rubs are after the show. We got uh, Alex Productions with Motivational Slap House. What? We'll be back next week with more Nick the Rat and more pre-Halloween goodness, more scary stories and spookiness and paranormal as the world around us unravels. Good night, everybody. And uh, I love you guys. I do. I do. I always Thank you, sir.
thing still on? Diane, the show's over. We we gotta close the show. You're supposed to put the clip in for the last clip, and when the song's over, you're supposed to cut this black to screen. No, the show. Yeah, right there next to your your nipple. It says now the show's over and do all the stuff that I just said. You have a really large breast. Uh, all right, people. I think uh we're we're getting things uh fixed up over here. We'll, we'll see you next week, Wednesday night, or whenever the fuck you listen. Good night, everybody, and um, live long and prosper. The young generation needs arms for its marches and sit-ins. We have psychedelic shotguns, grenade necklaces, rock and roll weapons, mystical weapons for Buddhists, Jews and Christians.